You're listening to Satellite Sisters News, Talk, and Laughs. We tackle the world one cup of coffee at a time. I'm Leanne Dolan in Los Angeles, here with my sister Liz Dolan in the Wondry Studios. Liz, and did you get raided this weekend or uh, anything? No, no, no. No the, raids? My, the, the new scariest words in the language? No knock search warrant, Leanne. <laughs> but no, not at my place. All good, all good at my place. All right. Our other sister, Julie Dolan, is in Dallas, Texas. Julie, did you have a fantastic weekend? What's happening down there? I did, but I want to wish you all happy National Sibling Day. I mean, I feel like every day it's like Sister's Day, Brother's Day, but <laughs> allegedly it's National Siblings Day. You nice. are my siblings, yes. two out of the many others we have. So have a happy day, sisters. Thanks. Thanks. You know, it's also Equal Pay Day. And I would just like to say, on behalf of all the siblings present here, we pay each other equally. That's like, there's, <laughs> yes, there's, we do. there's one pie, sometimes it's bigger, sometimes it's smaller, but no matter what, slices are equal here on National Sibling Day slash Equal Paid Day. We and sometimes at the end of the year, it's just actually pie <laughs> that we pay ourselves. <laughs> okay. We have a full show, but Liz, I know you want to talk about two events first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the LA Times Festival of Books, you know, is a big deal here in Southern California. It is the biggest book festival in the United States. It's on the USC campus. Lee and you and I have been there a bunch of times. Julie, you've been, right? Cause I've been many years to that event yeah. uh, when they used to hold it across town at UCLA. UCLA. It's a great, it's a fun way to spend the weekend. Yes. Yes. So anyway, it's April 21st and 22nd, Saturday, April 21st. They've added kind of a new thing at the book festival, and that's a podcast stage. So there will be some live podcasts. And one of the live podcasts will be my other show, Safe for Work. So we, Matt and I are going to be doing a live performance of Safe for Work at 1030 Saturday morning, April 21st, in the Annenberg Auditorium. Now, here's something that has not been announced anywhere yet. One of our guests on that show is going to be our very own Leanne Dolan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Such a big announcement on National Sibling Day. Way to go. (laughs) It was a tough get, Julie, trying to book Leanne. You'd be surprised. I know she's, she's booked out. Yeah, I, that is true. Actually, at one point, Liz emailed me like two weeks ago when I was in the midst of doing, you know, my March Madness. I was like, I can't even talk about this now. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't focus. <laughs> and then I said, when I thought about it, literally like the day after I walk, I'm like, are you sure you can't get anyone better than me? Like, there are a lot of good authors at that book festival. That's true, Julie. So, so no, uh, there's nobody better than you, Leanne. You. Come on. Thank you. Come on. And, and how did I respond, Leanne? Said, well, I said, we are getting we someone, are someone better than you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So on the show, we're also having Sarah Benincasa. So, you know, we're going to have Sarah Benincasa. We're going to have Leanne. We're going to take some questions from the audience. So Good luck with that. I know my sisters could not care less <laughs> about what work advice I would ever give them, but maybe you do. So anyway, that's 1030 Saturday morning. But yeah. then at noon on Saturday... Leanne and I will be signing our book, You're the Best, A Celebration of Friendship. We will be at the Prospect Parks Books um, tent, tent, whatever it is. Right. And uh, we will be signing copies of our book from noon to 1230. Yeah. And that's the, it's booth number 103, but you'll be able to find it. It's not too far from Tommy Trojan. So, you know, which is a, kind of a big thing on the USC campus. Yeah. So uh, anyway, very exciting. April 21st. Uh, That's be there. The Saturday. It's free. It's you free. Can take public transportation. It's a super event. Yeah, we'd love to have some people come to the show. <laughs> to the show. <laughs> We're a little worried about attendance, Joel. I mean, it's not my show, so I don't care, but Liz is worried. <laughs> you know, I just like people to be in the audience yeah. when you're doing a live show. Sure. Then the other thing I wanted to mention is we could not be enjoying the You're the Best photo contest oh. more. Isn't this what our spirits really need right yes, now? Yes. Yes. Every day you open up our Facebook group, Liz, and they're just smiling, happy people doing so many fun things, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. They're I mean, they sisters. are hiking, they're swimming, they've got costumes on, they're <laughs> dining, they're talking, uh, they were at Niagara Falls, they're all <laughs> over the place, Liz. How about the story of the two sisters that didn't even know they had sisters Amazing. until seven years ago? Yes, like, that was amazing. That there was a secret baby in the family, yeah. and now there they are on the Facebook page like, in their hats. BFFs. Yeah. Satellite fantastic. sisters. So in case you don't know, what we're talking about you are clearly not a member of the satellite sisters facebook group so join the facebook group that's easy and then the contest is just post your most fun friendship photos that's all we want and use the hashtag you're the best 
uh, and you can put them in the Facebook group, or you can do that on Instagram. And if you're doing it on Instagram, in addition to the hashtag, you're the best, also tag Satellite Sisters. So just at Sat Sisters. And we have prizes, which you can read about on our website, SatelliteSisters.com. But we have prizes from Cool Jams, Salsa Basket, and Nectar mattresses gave us two pillows deluxe pillows all right so we've got salsa we've got pjs we've got pillows now that's a party sounds like a slumber party doesn't it (laughs) perfect for satellite sisters (laughs) hashtag you're the best all right coming up on the show today we have a bitter business bureau looking forward to that uh I, I, Julie, you have a massive royalty report. I mean, this is I mean, it. We're gonna, it's like a lightning round. It's it's a data dump of royalty <laughs> news that uh, that's coming at you. So you better take out a pen and paper. If you're driving, you need to pull over because there's going to be a lot of facts coming at you. Liz, you have a dog report. You recently yes. adopted Hooper. And Hooper. She, yep. And, and you've had some... Some situations. Some There's a, Hooper has some skills. Let's just say Hooper recently has been emboldened. <laughs> oh, oops. Yeah. Whoops. Okay, we're going to hear all about that. We have an Operation Sea Turtle oh, update. Yeah. Uh, I had a huge work project that I just finished yesterday, and I feel like I turned in my senior thesis. At Congratulations. <laughs> I can't even explain it. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my writing. Julie, you went to see a movie this weekend, so we don't have to. You're going right. to uh, tell yeah. us all so about I, that. I'm going to give you a review and a story about this movie yes oh and i have golf coverage so stay (laughs) stay tuned for that wow if there's anything more exciting than golf coverage it's talking about (laughs) golf coverage (laughs) okay uh but first liz the bitter business bureau okay uh, i just want to be clear we know as we are recording this show right now mark zuckerberg is testifying in front of congress so we do this for you people we would much rather right now be home you know like with popcorn watching this watching the flop sweat right julie watching the poor performance yeah, I, oh i predict that a hundred percent he is gonna start start the, the sweating it's gonna come from his brows it's gonna be all over yeah i'm looking forward to seeing that yeah plus his thing one of my takeaways from mark zuckerberg whenever he's trying to be like humble and respond to the people is that he just kind of communicates that it's a big bother for him to have to explain these very hard things to us very dumb people. You know, like we just don't understand algorithms, apparently, or data, or it's just like he tries to be like, I'm sorry, I'm responsible, but I don't know. he just doesn't sell it to me. So anyway, after today, you don't, you don't feel slightly sorry that he's going up against people who still use AOL email addresses. I know. I, I mean, do some feel of these yes. crusty old senators that yeah. are going to be questioning him. But ho- hopefully some of their younger staff members who actually, yeah. you know, are on Facebook will have uh, uh, put together some good questions. They, you know, th- this is a serious matter. It's serious. It really is. Yes. It is. I mean, you know. I it's mean, important. Yeah. But I just want to say, like, after we review the performances today and tomorrow, we the, the Bitter Business Bureau we'll be issuing a subpoena to Mark Zuckerberg. We will have we will have our own issues. We just want to wait to see what happens in front of Congress. But we already have some follow-up. Like, as I revealed on the show a couple weeks ago, when I went into my data on Facebook, they have me down as a fan of sloths. And I would like to know how that happened. Is that some it kind still of, makes me laugh. Is that some kind of personal accusation about me? I think because- it is, actually. But on on a slightly more serious note, also, I got one of those notices that my information was shared with Cambridge Analytica. Oh, wow. Well, well, that means on National Sibling Day, siblings and friends of Liz Dolan, (laughs) uh, our data was probably shared, too. We just just are not cool enough to get the letter or the notice, Leanne. That's what's going on here. Well, here's how it worked, Julie. Can I just say? Yeah. This was not my fault. This is you people who take those quizzes, like, what Harry Potter character are you? Because here's what I got informed. Like, uh, let's see, based on our investigation... You don't appear to have logged into this third-party app that stole all of your data. However, a friend of yours did log in. So which one of these people gave up my data? Because that's what's happening here. So I thought a- it wasn't those quizzes. I thought it yes, was. Yes, it is the quiz. It was oh, the quizzes. I thought it, it and was then a- they got everybody's. It's the people that took the quizzes and then all of their Facebook friends. And they're saying it's 87 million people now. But... 
I, I suspect after the testimony we're going to hear it may be even more. Maybe they don't even know how much data was stolen. Well, here's the thing, Julie. Yeah, I'm with you. That Well, the app was called This Is Your Digital Life. That's what they said to me. My data was stolen. Right. It was a specific yes, quiz. Yes. It so wasn't it was, all the quiz. I know it I'm joking the about that. It wasn't the Harry Potter I just want to make that clear. Yeah, it was a specific <laughs> quiz. It was, so this specific quiz, some friend of mine yeah. did log into it. And so I'm one of the 87 million people that have it. And it said what they got is my newsfeed, my timeline, my public profile, my page likes, my birthday, and my current city. Well, you know, the birthday is the best day of the year on Facebook. So if everybody... Because <laughs> so if... as any longtime listener to Satellite Sisters know, <laughs> that we celebrated Liz, Liz's birthday on the wrong day for many, many years. Yeah. So that's a good one. I'm glad yeah. they got your birthday, Liz. So, so this They can sept- really go to town with that information. Here's what I'm expecting. This September, Julie, 87 million people are going to wish me a happy birthday. That's... Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with your with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. By the way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate free and wild caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz, my hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leon, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E. 
pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Where? How did you get that? Where did that come? They Into posted your... it on my Facebook page. On your Facebook yeah. page. Mm-hmm. See, we're not cool enough. I was a little shocked, Liz, when you mentioned on the podcast that you had 64 apps I know. that you use. I went in. I, I, I didn't mention it, but I had three apps. That was, <laughs> yeah, I had about eight. Yeah, really? I really, yeah. yeah. So, Liz, you had a pretty big digital life there. <laughs> yeah, well, those days are over. And I'm going to talk. Once we get Zuck in front of the Bitter Business Bureau, yeah. we're just going to go through them app by app. Because that's another thing, Julie. I don't believe that Cambridge Analytica is the only people out there that did this. Oh, absolutely. That is not the least bit believable. So you're right. Pretty much, even if like 1% of the people you were dealing with out there in your digital life were like stealing your data and misusing it, that's still a lot of people. Anyway, so that's what's going on there, Bitter Business Bureau. We're just going to, we're waiting to get... Would you pay to use Facebook? Isn't that the solution? That's the solution. Yeah, they will keep our data private uh, for a price. Isn't that nice of them? Well, you know, it is free. So I, yeah, I, I, know, I know, I so know. So they have so a, this podcast, but <laughs> but it was you know all that mumbo jumbo about building communities and blah blah blah. You know, when really they were just selling our data. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. You're bitter. Ooh, yeah, That's, next Julie is going to be our lead inquisitor <laughs> yeah. when we get, when we get Zuckerberg. And that's what I'm going to say to Mark. All that building communities, blah blah blah. I'm going to say it just like that. Yeah. Okay, hoodie hoodie blah blah blah. <laughs> hoodie sweaty flop sweat hoodie hoodie blah blah blah. Okay, Zuckerberg, get ready. Oh, so Julie, as long as we're talking about um, issues that are in your realm, mm-hmm. I just have a reaction to. The Russian story in England about the nerve agent and the fact that, you know, now they've released the daughter and um, the former spy is still in uh, in the hospital. But I heard a genius Russian answer on the news the other day. (laughs) This was I believe this was on the BBC Uh, and they were saying because the Russians are, of course, denying that it was them. Right. Here's what this Russian spokesperson said. He said. You know we didn't do it because if we did it, they'd be dead. (laughs) Well, he has a point there. He He has a point. Our deadly nerve agent is really deadly. So clearly it was not our our nerve agent because it would have worked. Now, come on. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, you know, poison is their uh, is their, their choice thing. of weapon. Yeah, really. That's and that it's kind of their bread and butter. This is what you know, they have a long history of of murdering people by poison, you know, journalists, other ex-spies, dissidents, anyone that speaks out or or steps out of line. So uh, that that's quite a defense there. So, <laughs> that's yeah. what I thought. So I just yeah. wanted to run that by you because they. this is what Zuckerberg needs. He needs like message specialists like this who can just get it totally boiled down to one sentence where you think, huh. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> if we were complicit in the data stealing, it would have been everyone's data. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what it would have been. Yeah. If he had the right comms people, as they say in the biz now. <laughs> need, a little, need a little comms upgrade, Zuckerberg. Okay. On a side note, I've just started watching The Americans, and I'm enjoying oh, it. You oh, just start all You land. know what? I started five years ago, and it was right after mom and dad died. I just couldn't process, like, it was yeah. just so negative. <laughs> it's it, really it dark. It's very dark. It's very dark. And then it gets more, it gets darker, gets darker as the seasons and the episodes go on. So, so what season are you no, in? No, season one. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm starting. Okay, so. I had to get through the March Madness, Heart yeah. of Darkness before I could start watching yeah. television. I haven't done anything. No, it is an excellent series, The Americans. This is uh, this is the fifth season. Uh, and if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's a ex- It's really well done. Yeah, they're wrapping it up this season. Yeah. So, but it's the perfect show to start from the beginning and not a good show to jump in in the middle. So right. you're doing the right thing. Liam. Thank you. Start from the beginning. <laughs> it's, it is going to be well worth your time. And just as a refresher course on the Cold War, yeah. considering we're going into it again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just good to know. A lot of familiar themes. Stakes are very high. <laughs> a lot of familiar themes. These Cold Wars, they're serious. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, speaking of television, too, I just have a few thoughts on the Augusta National Golf coverage. All right. Now, I know you mock, Julie, say I'm not a golfer, and that's true. I'm a terrible golfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but occasionally I enjoy watching golf on TV because it's the one sport where you can actually nap and watch 
at the same right. time. Like yeah. and there's and that grass in high definition looks yeah. spectacular. And yeah, if it you're does. an azalea fan, I mean that's the place to be in mid-April. Yeah. I mean the azaleas make you cry on television. It looks so beautiful. It but does. honest to gosh, that is the most self-reverent coverage. Like Jim Nance just needs to get a hold of himself. <laughs> he talks about this, you know, the tradition like no other. They go on and on about that darn green jacket. Yeah. It's a golf tournament and you get a blazer, you know? It's not the Nobel Peace Prize. So you're not Prize. buying it? You're just Lynn, are you can I ask are you are you excited about Augusta now that they are going to have a women's amateur golf tournament? Uh I know we've in the past on Satellite Sisters, we've been pretty bis- bitter about the Augusta, Augusta. National mm-hmm. uh, Golf Tournament because of their exclusionary rules against women, both at the club and, you know, anywhere there, uh, and, and the companies that support this tournament. Are you buying now that things are okay because they're going to do this um, uh, amateur tournament starting next year? Jill, if you could see me, you'd see a giant eye roll. <laughs> I just don't know if you get credit for no. letting girls play on your golf course like a million years after girls started playing golf. So <laughs> I I know. I'm with I think you. it's well so put. Sister. I just, well put. you know, like I don't want to watch that tournament, but it does draw you in. And then you realize this is the most boring coverage of, of some of the most boring athletes I have ever seen. Do you think it's more boring than other golf tournaments? Oh, my gosh. Yes, because they have so many restrictions. Oh. The actual Augusta has restrictions on what the broadcasters can say. Oh, they also can't like show any of the early golfers. Uh-huh. They have very limited TV time. So at one point, my husband turned it on. And it was Ben Crenshaw in his green jacket. He's still alive? Yes. And, you know, he was an excellent golfer. And it's just not a slam on Ben, but he's talking about golf holes while there are golfers on the course. But we can't see them because Augusta won't let the CBS broadcast Uh because they want to start with the good golfers. They don't want you to see, you know, golfer number 42. It's just so boring. The duffers that are out there on the course. (laughs) So I'm over it, and yet I'm drawn in by the azaleas, and it makes me mad. But Jim Nance just has to get over it. I can't stand it anymore. (laughs) I just just can't stand it. Okay. Give me the U.S. Open, right? Give me the U.S. Open. Just let it rip. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. All right, we're the Satellite Sisters. Stay tuned. We've got the royalty report coming up. But first, we want to thank a couple of our sponsors. We really do appreciate the companies that support the Satellite Sisters podcast. And we want to thank listeners for supporting the companies that support us. Liz, today's... All right, we're back. Uh, Jewel, you have a a royalty report? We're excited about that. Royal news. Okay. 40 days are your, your calendar marked, May 19th. That's the big wedding, Megan and Harry. Do you have plans yet? You know, Julie, I was emailing with a friend the other day, and I was trying to schedule something on that date, and she had to remind me. She's like, oh, no, I'm completely booked that day. That's the royal wedding. <laughs> so I'm going to have to. Yeah, you've got to make plans. I mean, yeah. it's it's going to be early on the West Coast for you. It's a noontime wedding, yeah. so you can do the math. It's going to mm-hmm. be early, and you'll have to plan accordingly. But uh, this is not, you've got to, I think we've really got to make an effort uh, all the way around to gather with your satellite sisters, to have a party, you know, go, you know, we're. We're in preliminary talks with my book club about where we're going to uh, watch the big event. But you definitely want to clear the deck that Saturday morning so that you can see it. So, And the plans just keep going on. Of course, the royal couple announced uh, that in lieu of wedding gifts, they, they've um, identified a number of charitable organizations and they would like well-wishers to make a charity donation. So that makes sense. I mean, it would be a little odd to get... <laughs> Yes. It's very like a salad bowl, don't you think? But how <laughs> or... about a Harry's trial set? <laughs> <laughs> it would be a nice groomsman gift. It I would. I say that. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure he's already thought of that, but you know, Harry, just a thought. <laughs> right. I think so... the people at Harry's should just blanket Great Britain with Harry's trial sets. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, but they they had to put that out there because they don't want to get a lot of gigaws and, you know, white elephants and things that they're going to have to write thank you notes for and return. OK, they've got everything. They've got the candelabras. They've got the serving dishes. Yeah. And apparently they have a roasting pan to roast their chickens. in. Right. So uh, so they're good. Good with that. Uh, Megan now has her own scent, her own perfume. There is the Royal House of Bergamoto di Positano, and they wow. have 
That just rolls tripping knowledge off of Italian. I, I know. Okay, so florists. They've picked. Uh, they've designed. Just this is exclusively for Megan, but you know they're going to sell it, or that somebody's going to try to sell it. It's called Floris, and it's a nice citrus scent. That that seems like Megan, California girl, yeah. mm-hmm. that you would go with something citrus. So that's a nice detail uh, for the wedding. But uh, good news next week on Satellite Sisters, we are going to be talking to Kristen Meinzer. You know, she is one of the co-hosts of When Megan Met Harry, which is a hilarious podcast all about the royal wedding and i think it's essential listening as you prepare in these next 40 days uh for the big wedding Mm -hmm. Uh, so you you want to be sure to hear her next week on our show you may want to check out her show as well so that's good news but leon let's say you or one of your friends were thinking hey i want to renew my wedding vows or hey i i want to get married well, fortunately, H&M, you know this store, they do trendy uh, discount clothes. They are now coming out with a whole line of affordable wedding dresses, uh, some under $100. Wow. And one of the dresses is a replica of Kate's dress, and that's selling for $299. <laughs> so if you ever dreamed of being a princess at your wedding, you now can wear the Kate Middleton dress uh, thanks to H&M. Don't you think that's lovely? That is it has lovely. sleeves on it. We all like sleeves. <laughs> sleeves, yes. After a certain age, sleeves are a must. I, I also think reasonably priced wedding dresses are an excellent trend. So oh, I good. do too. Yeah, I, I think it's a good I trend. I, enough's enough. Okay. I mean, Kate's original <laughs> dress costs like two hundred to four hundred thousand dollars. That was the estimate. So two hundred ninety nine dollars for a deal. wedding dress sounds great. Okay. Yes. And speaking of Kate and Will, uh, allegedly, and I say this with a capital A, allegedly they do not know whether they are having a boy or a girl. I find this hard to believe. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. ele- that's the way they roll. Many couples do. They don't want to know. They want to be surprised. But of course, all the British bookies, they are betting that it is going to be a girl. And the favorite name that they're going to go for? Alice. Oh, oh wow. Princess Alice. And of course, I love that name because that's the name of my granddaughter. So, uh, but that would be very nice to have Alice too. Weren't you betting on Alice as the name last time when they yes, had a girl? Yes, I was bitter that <laughs> okay. they chose Charlotte, of course, yes, which is a lovely name. It's just not as lovely as Alice, as Alice. Uh, in, my, in my thing. Mm-hmm. So. I like that they shut down that whole wing of the hospital for her now. <laughs> for really? The, yeah, they no one can go in or out except, you know, because the babies do any day. Right, Julie? Did you read about yes, that? Yes, any day. Yeah. The baby watches on, wedding watches on. Yes, yeah. any day. They have, yeah, closed the road. The journalists are getting in position for uh, for baby watch yes liz that's why you have to listen to this podcast that's why i'm here julie one of the many reasons i love satellite sisters okay covers parts of the news that i'm just somehow missing okay now this is a whisper campaign okay whisper okay don't tell anybody but allegedly there is a whisper campaign going on for queen elizabeth to win the nobel prize I guess some of her pals. For what? <laughs> for the Peace Prize. For the, oh, the Peace Prize. Okay. All right. Like, she's kind of peaceful. Okay. She's kept the Commonwealth together, I guess. That's what they're mm, thinking. Not well. She's still, mm. Not really. I know. I, okay. I guess. But they're thinking, well, they gave the EU the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. So why shouldn't she win it? You know? Uh, or some of the other people that have won the Peace Prize, you know, Maybe, maybe they, you know, Yasser Arafat. Okay. That was kind of Mm -hmm. controversial. So Queen Elizabeth, she's still standing. She's been around for a long time. (laughs) It would be a nice way to sort of cap out her her reign. So it's sort of a lifetime achievement award. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, like the, what is it, the Herschelt Award at the Oscars or yeah, something? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That's uh-huh. pretty much it. Yeah. So, okay. so we're not doing too camp- much damage. But that's, yeah. how, that's how it works. I mean, people start to nominate you and then, and then they get other famous people to, yeah, oh, that would be a good idea. So, um, uh-huh. mm, so anyway, okay. if you just, it's a whisper campaign, so don't mention that. <laughs> okay, I and then finally, that. the other royal news that we're just watching is in Spain. I don't know if you happen to see this video clip. You're welcome to go to the internet. It's all over. But Queen Letizia of Spain, okay, she was coming out of church with her mother-in-law, 
And there was supposed to be some kind of embrace, you know, and the mother-in-law really gave her like the Heisman Heisman move there. She put out her arm and it was like she stiff-armed her daughter-in-law. And so this in royal circles and for royal watchers was what's up with that? Uh, the the mother-in-law, Sophia, she swears she was just trying to, uh, keep people, keep the press away, but it really looks like she was trying to keep her (laughs) daughter-in-law away. So I don't know, but since this incident last week, they have, um, they have appeared in a number of press situations and they're hugging and kissing and everything's a-okay, uh, in the country of Spain. So, Hmm. Okay. Well, isn't part of the problem here, not that we need to go deep into this, but they both have the title queen. Did I read that? <laughs> that they're yeah. both queens? Yeah. But yeah. They're probably, it's mother-in-law, daughter, daughter-in-law, Liz. Okay. Okay. That's, See, uh, I've never really had one that or been relationship. one. That's, yeah. that's the heart of it. Queen or not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. you, you have got to really, you know, work hard to have a good relationship. Okay. So, when my son was a valet, you know, remember when Brooks did his was valeting at the majoring landing? in parking? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he the the Spanish royal couple stayed at the hotel. Really? So he uh, was pressed into service because they came with like enormous boxes full of clothing, <laughs> trunks, and stuff to carry to help the people to help the oh. baggage guys up to the room. He said she was the most beautiful woman he has ever or will ever see. End of story. (laughs) He was over the moon about Queen Letizia. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He said she was. Okay. That is high praise. And he saw Jennifer Lopez there. So (laughs) that's, he'll never get over that. So maybe that's why the mother-in-law stiffed on her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, So so we're watching, we're monitoring that situation. So a lot going on. All right. Get to work. 40 days, get your plan in place for watching the big wedding. Okay, we're going to have to run our plans by Kristen when she's on next week because she'll, she'll be able to give us some guidance too. I wonder if I'm still curious to know if she's going to the UK. I know she's been clear on the Royal Wedding Cast, her podcast, that she has not been invited to the actual wedding, but whatever. Okay, moving on. I have a little bit of a hooper scoop because, as we've mentioned, uh, about a month ago, I adopted a new dog. His name is Hooper, and he's what I call kind of a sketchy Scotty. His face looks like a Scotty, but the rest of his body, we don't know what that is. It's like a Mr. Potato Head conglomeration of pieces. Yeah. So, um, but Conf- confirmed. Yeah, yeah. confirmed. <laughs> so the first couple of weeks, he was like super chill and really great. And But every time we came back from a walk, when we got home... He would just go crazy when he walked into the house. And I think he was like, I can't believe I still live here. I can't believe. Oh, my God. Every t- we keep coming back to the same place. Because he had been a stray on the streets of Downey. And they told Downey, Uh-oh. California. And they told me he had probably just been eating garbage. And they didn't know how long he had been out there when, they, when he got taken to the shelter. So anyway, he was um, super careful in his behavior at first. But apparently now he feels like he has won me over because he has become emboldened. Um, <laughs> and he has that a, sounds like it could be trouble, Liz. Well, he has a couple of new moves, Julie. Um, here's one. Uh, I come home and he has learned to knock the toilet paper off the roll and eat and shred the whole thing. He, just, he enjoys <laughs> the eating of paper. Which I think is from his well, life. It's high, it's high fiber. That's probably what he was living on for yes, a while. There. I think yeah. so. Uh, and then his second, much more dramatic move. Uh, I've walked in a couple of times where, you know, when you open my door, there's like, you're kind of right in my dining area. So my dining room table is right there. So I open the door and he's standing on top of the dining room table. <laughs> just just <laughs> like looking at me. Just like, row, row. <laughs> And he has that look, like the caught in the act look. It reminds me of the Nat Geo night vision footage of like leopards in the jungle, you know, where you see like their eyes glowing. So he's standing on my dining room table and he's eating my mail. (laughs) Wow. He really likes paper. He does like paper. He needs more fiber in his diet, Liz, no doubt. Yes. And I am a totally terrible disciplinarian. Because every time this happens, I just start to laugh because right. it's so funny. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to say no, Hooper, yeah. down, Hooper, <laughs> but 
I just start to laugh. Yeah. So I think I need. I think we both need some training. Leon, we did have his first major outing. The first time he ever got invited every, anywhere was at your house last Sunday. So that we had some successes and some fails. Yeah. With that test. Well, Julie, it's funny because um, you know now Liz has a toddler. Is what I would say. <laughs> yes. You know, okay. she never went through that. Mm-hmm. But you nope. and I did family th- family experiences, family holidays, where when you have a toddler, you're just outside the whole time. Like yeah. everyone else is enjoying themselves. And you're like <laughs> wandering around with the 18-month-old like, no, no, eat Thanksgiving. I'm fine out here in the parking lot. And uh, that's what it was like with Hooper because – he was barking. He got up on the table. So Liz, like during dinner, thought, oh, I'll just put him out. And then all of a sudden he was like at the front door again, barking. Like first she left him outside. He slipped under the fence, came around to the front door. Then she put him <laughs> Then she put him in the car. And I was like, boy, that car, you would think you wouldn't really hear the barking. No, because Cooper was back at the front door. <laughs> he had jumped through the window and came back in. She just. Here's the, but the good news is he's not attempting to run away. No. He just keeps running back to me to wherever live. I am. I so that's like, good. It did make me laugh. And, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, poor Steffi. She's so big. And I she know. was very sweet But to she him. was very sweet to him. And, and he, like, by the end of the afternoon, yeah. Julie, yeah. Hooper, I mean, Steffi is a 100-pound German yeah. shepherd. And so it just took him a little bit while to right. get used to that. And, you know, and also, <laughs> uh, whatever. She's so, it's just, Liz is now parenting a toddler, a doggler, a doggler. I mean, so, it, I, so it sounds like you need some toddler yeah. classes, Liz. So here's what I did, Julie. So I signed up for dog obedience class. Uh, which, of course, in Santa Monica, the name of this company is Karma Dog. And so the class is actually called Interspecies Communication. <laughs> of course it is. Oh, my God. So it's seven Saturdays in a row in the park. And you just go and it's a bunch of people in the park. And there are two instructors there. Um and, you know, it's a cycle. So wherever you turn up, it's whatever that lesson is that day. So we went this past Saturday and the lesson was go to bed, go to bed, which, of course, not that helpful in my case because I just have him sleep with me. But whatever. <laughs> so I think we have to get through the rest of the cycle and get to the beginning to the basic sit-stay yeah. class. I was even last night just watching them on YouTube, watching some videos about how to teach sit-stay. And then there are no videos about how to teach get off the dining room table. (laughs) (laughs) But I figure if I can get him to just sit or stay or down, one of those three would work on the down, sit, stay, off the table. Yeah. So uh, we're going to have some fun together, Hooper and I, learning a few things. So just, you know... It's it's nice to have him in my life. It's part of an overall, you know, happiness. It's part of my health and wellness program, yes. I really think. Yes. Having He's, a pet is important. Yes. yes. So uh, <laughs> so that's where we are. I will have some, you know, report back on how we do in the next class. I think the next class is walking on a loose leash. I just need that would to, be like, good. Yeah. But I need to, no, I need to start at the beginning. Yeah, that's so. You, you kind of do. But... I just caught it at the wrong part of the cycle. Yeah. Anyway, okay. but just keep training yourself, Liz, because that's really right. what it's about. Right. Just yeah. don't laugh at his toddler tricks. No, <laughs> no, do not. Do not laugh. Oh, did I tell you he was eating our paycheck from Wondery? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that our piece of the pie? This that's month? Okay. Our piece, okay. Our, okay. So, national yeah, right. sibling share your wealth day. Get yeah. off the table, Hooper. Yeah. Hooper, <laughs> Hooper ate your piece of pie. Oh. So just think of it that way. <laughs> Okay. All right. right. We're going to take a break. We come back. Operation Sea Turtle and Julie saw a movie so you don't have to. But first, we'd like to thank a couple of sponsors on Satellite Sisters. All right. We're back. Operation Sea Turtle. You know, Operation Sea Turtle is our code name for anything that falls under the health and wellness umbrella. So I want to start with a specific health story before we get to everything that's going on in the Facebook group. You know, I signed up a while ago for one of those DNA testing services, and I think you've both said there's no way you're doing that, right? But um, I did it. I okay. Well, no. I figure if you did it, we don't need to We do don't it. have to, right? Isn't, isn't that <laughs> how I'm DNA works? sibling day. I'm not paying for it. You already did. <laughs> you're assuming we have the same DNA? I don't. I'm not sure it actually works that way, but it might. I don't know. 
Anyway, so when you sign up for this, they... science. <laughs> so, someone, please, one of the five percent of our listeners with a PhD, please respond to that. Is that true? I don't think it's true that know, we all have the same DNA. I know when I did the cancer screening, Julie's like, "Oh, we don't have any of that." Okay, I don't have to do that because you did it. I was like, "Really?" I think that's very faulty science. We're mm. super close, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. but but here's something you're going to want to know. So so every once in a while. You something pops into my inbox that's just called your trait report. And they're sort of following up as they decode newer things or have newer tests. They let you know, like, hey, we just figured this out about you. So, And they share that with Mark Zuckerberg, no doubt, (laughs) too, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, and these really get your attention because you think this is it. Like, do I... Do I have the breast cancer genetic variant, the, you know, BRCA1 or BRCA2, or am I more Neanderthal than most people? And by the way, the answer to the first thing is no, I don't have the BRCA1. Me neither. That's what I learned in my cancer screening. So, Julie, you're... I'm all (laughs) set. You're totally set. (laughs) No, I don't mean to laugh. No, No, I do not mean to laugh about that. No, I think think health screening is very important. It is. so I learned that no, I do I do not have those genetic variants. But yes, I am more Neanderthal than most people. Neanderthal? And that's the way they say it now, Leon. We don't say Neanderthal. No, nobody says it that way anymore. I well, don't know. What does it mean in terms of you? I is don't it know. sort of like we used to say Angela Merkel, and now we say Angela Merkel? Is it, <laughs> I think is it's it like that. that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's like Peking became Be- Beijing became Beijing. It's just that. But here's the thing: if you are more Let's okay. I'll say Neanderthal if that makes you feel better. No, I just I thought it you were saying it would make me feel better. Okay, if go ahead. Are, here's why this is so urgent. I'm not even getting to the like really trivial one. Okay. If you are if you are more Neanderthal than most people, you tend to have straight hair. You tend to have less back hair. Uh, there's something related to height, but I didn't have that. And you are less likely to sneeze after eating dark chocolate. See, this is the kind of <laughs> Wow. This is the kind of information you get when you have this DNA serve. But this is not my latest alert. My, my latest alert, boom, in my email box, your trait report, asparagus odor detection. Oh. <laughs> this is how crazy it gets. So here's the page. Can you smell what I can smell? After eating asparagus, some people notice an unfamiliar odor in their urine. Whether you can smell the asparagus aftermath is influenced by your DNA. Oh. Did you know that that's in your DNA? No. No. I thought it was in the no. asparagus. That's <laughs> I, I would have assumed that 100% of people. <laughs> right. Well, that is not true. And, you know, headline, boom, boom, boom. My genetics make me likely able to smell the asparagus in my urine. And that is true of 61% of people. Can smell is the that is that a like a Darwinian trait that will <laughs> help I you succeed? Know. Yes. Yeah. What is if the evolutionary purpose for asparagus? that? I do not know what the evolutionary purpose would be, or if the thirty nine percent of people who cannot smell asparagus <laughs> in their urine is that like a giant problem they're going to have someday? So I do not know. Anyway, I just thought I'd want to pass that along in case you guys, you know, thinking about asparagus odor detection is yeah. something you want to know about yourself. <laughs> right. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, you I like can. to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? 
Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? Yeah. And that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) No kidding. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going, like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay. You know, we have raved about the Andaria algae body oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria collagen body oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz, a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Well, it is asparagus season. I mean, now's the season for that. So I think it means the 39% of people who can't smell it are thinking, what is she talking about? (laughs) Okay. Science, people. Just a little bit of science. Okay. Now, Operation Sea Turtle, uh, I said a few weeks ago that every weekend in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, I was going to post my personal kind of health and wellness update, and everyone can chime in with your own. How are you doing this week? You can provide pep talks for other people. Uh, you know, tell us what's going on with you. People are posting a lot of great photos. Leon and Julie, have you noticed all the cute yes. pictures? Fantastic. I love it. It's really inspiring, and I'm learning a lot by go- by going through the feed. I yes. mean, about other people's um, health and well- wellness programs. Yeah, and it's, it's all making me step it up a little. Yeah, that's good. I think that's the point. I think I think just the pep talk, you know, we don't need an app necessarily that we're all in on. We're just like, what's going on with you? Yay for you. So there are a couple, there are many, many great stories this week. They're all, if you just go to the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, they're all there. A couple that I want to give special shout outs to. Wendy said, I did something different this weekend and went for a great hike with 10 people from my office. That's ambitious. I got my 10,000 steps and climbed the equivalent of 55 flights of stairs. This is 17 months after heart valve surgery. Wow, Wendy. So, wow, Wendy, that's amazing. Lila, here's another good one. Starting over tomorrow. Joining boot camp, joining boot camp where I lost approximately 30 pounds in 2015. Sadly, have gained it all back. Cleaning out the fridge and pantry tomorrow to get a jump on making good choices. Lila, I hear you. Happens hear to you. the best of us, Lila. I Go th- for it. Good I think I have lost and gained 30 pounds <laughs> like like every three years for my entire adult life. So, okay, good for you, Lila. Stick with it. Jackie, she learned something from last week's podcast where I repeated about the person who just recharged their Fitbit. Sometimes the simple things really work. She said, took a tip from your podcast, recharged my Fitbit and started moving. 
Stacy said Passover did it. That's hard. You know, when you have the major holidays that yeah. involve a lot of eating. So Stacy did a lot of eating over uh, over Passover, but she's the one that loves her Peloton cycle ride. And so she did her Satellite Sisters 100th Peloton cycle ride. And with a friend where I guess you can see each other yeah. on the screen. The, anyway, she's in Utah. Her friend is in Pennsylvania, but they can do live rides together and they can cheer each other on while they're oh, doing that. Oh, that's pretty fun. Yeah. So, I like that. Yeah. That sounded good. And then Cheryl also posted a story about she's been on Weight Watchers since January and lost 10 pounds. And she's dealing with 30 years ago, she lost 30 pounds after coming off tamoxifen for five years. So the weight comes on with the drug. It's a breast cancer drug. And so she had to diet. And then five years ago, she had a mastectomy because her cancer came back. And so she just stopped another five years of that same drug. So she's back, back at Weight Watchers, lots of exercise, you know, learning how to eat healthy. And she feels like now she's got 20 more pounds to lose. So good for you, Cheryl. And then one last thing, because I think I find this inspirational when people try totally new things. And Lisa posted that she tried a couple of new classes at the Y this week. She tried Bar and Zumba Gold. So, you know, I've never tried either of those, Lisa. So good for you. She also decided to stop weighing herself every day because it's just too much for her. It's too frustrating. So she's going to do that no more than once a week. And I think that's a thing. That sparked a little conversation in the group. Yeah, I think people have issues with that. Some people tell you you should do it every day. Some people don't like that. So good for you, Lisa. Whatever works for you, do it. So thank you, everyone. There is Operation Sea Turtle. Whatever the attributes of your Operation Sea Turtle are, good for you. Go for it and let us know how it's working for you. And I love the fact that you're giving pep talks to each other. So, um, So there you go. Satellite Sisters Operation Sea Turtle. Success for this week. All right. Speaking of success for this week, you know, I was explaining that I had a very busy March. Yes. And then it kind of rolled over into April. So I personally was shouldering Women's History Month and International Women's Day. Just had a bunch of projects that involved talking to a lot of high-level women, interviewing a lot of high-level women, panel discussioning with high-level women, (laughs) producing shows, and writing cover stories for high-level women. And so this week I had to do my final writing report. Uh, I had to write the cover story for Pasadena Magazine, Women in Business, the women in business issue. And I had found these women in business. I had interviewed them all. And then I had to put the material aside because then I had to do our panel discussion in Santa Monica with three more High-level women in business. <laughs> I got you that. You're now our expert on that. On right women now. in business. So I had to go back to re-engage with this topic and turn out this 3,000-word piece. And if you're wondering, how, how long is 3,000 words? Yeah. It's a 10-page paper, basically. Oh, okay. Oh, that's so, long. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't know why. I think it was because it was the last project in a long line of projects. It was like it just took me forever to get going. It took forever to write. And it wasn't the women are great. Uh, And I'll I'll tell you more about them, but they're all in retail. One was the CEO of a beauty products company. One is the CEO of a a sporting goods company that owns seven franchises. Uh, And one is the CEO of a a big independent bookstore chain here. So, Mm. I mean, these were great women. They all had really fascinating personal stories. I had to interview all three of them, find a connective tissue, put the piece together. So sort of three mini profiles within a single piece. So I had to keep referring back. And I think it was just I had to keep using all these facts and figures. <laughs> you know, a lot of the writing I do is, you know, it's fiction. I literally yes. write 100,000 words up. of fiction. I make it up. So I don't I do some research, but I'm not fact checking or, you know, when I do my essays, I write monthly for Pasadena Magazine. Those are humor essays and mm-hmm. satire. But this was like going back, listening to the tape, getting the quote. But, and then and then the hardest thing was they were all so interesting. I had to keep cutting and cutting oh, and cutting. Yeah. And that is I just put it all out there. And by yesterday morning, I emailed my editor. I'm like, I can't can't do it. I'm at 3,200 words. I just don't think I can get it down under 3,000. He's like, you can do it, Lan. You know it's better when it's shorter. I was like, I just can't do it. (laughs) They're just too interesting. Oh, my gosh. That's very professional to be sobbing with your editor. Yeah. I mean, really, this was like this was like my senior thesis. So finally, at like three o'clock when I pushed that send button in the afternoon, I was just wiped out. 
<laughs> like, oh, I did it. I got it down and I got it to 29. 65 that's how many words that, you well know. done well so, done you know I mean, see a lot of people find it hard to write but you but you you enjoy writing Leon, and it's sort of your escape so it's it's interesting that this was such a difficult task this was for a bridge you, you know? too far yeah. yeah it's just because it's a different kind of writing but yeah. i i know people i i think yeah, but oh, it sounds great to write. It is great. I love what I do. Like, I love talking to these women. I loved interviewing them. I'm producing uh, a luncheon with them at the end of May. They're all going to be on a panel. So it's a really fun project. I've worked on it for like four of the last five years on this, and it kind of stretches me. But yeah, this is this creative nonfiction is not a genre that I do a lot. So it it, it is challenging for me. And mm-hmm. it's just, it requires just honing and rewriting. And yesterday morning I knew I was like, I am going to have to rewrite that whole last section. You just have to toss it out and just to pull it together. So that takes uh, so much discipline. It was, it, it does. I have to say like last week after the International Women of Courage, then I had to get all the press out for that. I had to write all this stuff for that. I'm like a yes. one man band there. Like that's it. It's a volunteer thing. And then like Thursday I was like, okay, I'm going to start that piece now. Okay. Okay, I'm going to start. I just, oh, it was really like, you know, being back in college with the term paper. So then I had to start by re-listening to the four hours of interviews I uh-huh. did. And then, oh, okay, to just kind of That's re-engage. a good procrastination technique, too. It is. To just <laughs> listening. Keep I, researching. When, when, is the, when is the magazine coming out, Liam? The article, uh, it should come out like May 1st. It's the May or the last week in April. Okay. It's the May All edition. Right. And then the luncheon is at the end of May, May 31st. Uh, then I'll have the- And are, are you interviewing them again for- the luncheon i am yeah i'm leading (laughs) yes you'll be refreshed by then okay (laughs) well you know the good news is i kept saying well i can't fit this in the piece but i can talk about it in the panel discussion right like it is the interview kind of does double duty so you have to sort of hone the piece and then figure out okay what's a better live question so there's all that too so and you're a pro. You're a pro. I did it, man. I did it. Six weeks. Way to go, sister. And now I know our accountant listens to the show. I promise you I will get the taxes due tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I am so far behind. I am so okay. far behind on that. Mm. TikTok. I yeah. can do it. I know I can do it. But that that was a haul, an interesting, fascinating haul. But I feel like I'm almost there. I'm almost you done. do juggle a lot of different kinds of work. So I that's do. hard. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it and this yeah this period particular period the the projects were similar but different so mm. that can make it tricky to turn on one switch and turn off another so and I it was funny I was my son was over yesterday and he's now a freelancer freelance photographer and you know we were discussing like how hard it is to do the work when no one's actually paying you to do the work yeah. I mean so much yeah. of the freelance lifestyle it's true of owning your own business like the most tedious stuff is the stuff you don't you don't really get paid for I mean to get yeah. paid to write this article but there's so many hours of prep and discussion and production that it's it's you just have to keep moving forward it can be, mm-hmm. It's very tempting just to sit on the couch and watch The Americans. But I, that's <laughs> and now no, you and your son can do that Williams. together. Good insight, and it makes us appreciate more writers and uh, of all types. I, so. I don't know how people do it every month. Good for them. But I guess if you're if you write creative nonfiction all the time, you just get very efficient at it. And this yeah. was part of it was the big gap. I did the interviews in mid March, but then I had to move on to yeah. your panel oh, discussion. Right. So. Anyway, it's done. Whew, okay, well you. done. Thank you. Thank that's, that's you. Okay. Well, sisters, well, Leon was working hard. I went to the movies, and I think I've seen a movie. I went to the movies, so I don't. I think you do not have to go see this. I'm not certain. I went to go see Chappaquiddick. You know, this is a new movie that has come out. Um, and the first thing I would say about it is it is not a documentary. This mm-hmm. is, you know, historical fiction. Uh, and you're not, if you are old enough to remember uh, Chappaquiddick, you're not going to learn anything new about the situation. So it's not as if this is some big tell all, or there's some new surprise ending. In fact, I think the filmmaker went out of his way to keep it very vague about the incidents that happened, uh, with that terrible tragedy. This of course is the event where Senator Ted Kennedy was in a car 
and drove off a bridge on the island of Chappaquiddick and a woman, Mary Jo Compechny, died as part of that. Um, But the filmmaker is very vague. He doesn't say whether, he doesn't even really, you don't really, he doesn't go out of his way to say that Kennedy was drunk or whether they were having an affair or whether it was something worse than that. It is left, it is a tragedy with, with no answers. And I think that's what it has always been, a terrible tragedy for Mary Jo Kopechny. Um, and you don't get any new answers about that. But in some ways, it was it's very well acted. It's very tense to watch it. Um, but for me, uh, as the oldest satellite sister, I remember this weekend. And what I but what I had forgotten about the weekend that this tragedy occurred, it's the same weekend that Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. Oh, isn't that uh, which amazing? I, I, I hadn't recalled that. But I remember that weekend that Neil Armstrong walked on the moon very clearly because my parent, our parents, for some reason, had were were away overnight, which was very unusual. And but they had left our brother Jim in charge, and he must have been seventeen at Uh-oh. the time. <laughs> so that was not a good idea, okay, to leave a seventeen-year-old boy in charge, okay? And it was sort Just of a review we, of eight children. There eight, were eight, eight kids, eight of us. Just I for people they, who made. I don't know what they were away overnight, and it was like Jim was in charge. And I was supposed to be in charge of you, all of the girls. That Mm -hmm. was the plan. Okay. But things were happening in our house that had never, ever happened before in our house. And, um, and I, so it was just a very tense weekend for me because I guess that somebody was going to walk on the moon, but then there were all these other teenage boys in our house. And I was really very protective of all of you. Like, I didn't want you to see things that were happening in the house that weekend. (laughs) And how old were you? So people, how old were you? Jim was 17. I I was 14. 14. 14. (laughs) All right. I Just so people know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I but was the 14 very responsible at 14. <laughs> you were. That's why we and called you little apparently mother. Apparently a lot more responsible than my brother Jim <laughs> and my brother Dick. Okay. So that, so it is a, you know, it is a moment in my childhood. So maybe that was part of the reason why going to see this movie as that the time capsule piece of it, I think they captured perfectly about what a big weekend that was, how we were all glued to the TV, even the art direction. They had a picture, you know, they, at one point they're at Mary Jo Compechny's parents' house and there's a picture of John Kennedy on the wall at her parents' house. It's the same picture we had in our house. You know, our parents were big Kennedy fans. Uh, uh, I don't think that this is some giant character assassination of Senator Kennedy. I think what you, you, it is a terrible tragedy. He comes across as someone that never wanted the life he had, that he was never comfortable, you know, the expectations from his, you know, from his father, that he would then take up the mantle of all of this was, you know, was more than he ever really wanted. He was a son of uh, incredible power and privilege, and he abused that. There's no doubt about that. And then just uh, the fixers that were around right after the incident happened. I found that the most interesting part of the movie. That really... Bob McNamara, who was the former Secretary of Defense, mm-hmm. he was the one of about a team of 10 people from President Kennedy's administration that the father, Joe Kennedy, as soon as this incident happened, called up and they all showed up in Hyannisport and were like, you know, we're like the, you know, the crisis team that was wow. trying to spin the story. But you just, so there were details like that. And, but I do remember as a young girl, just our parents' disappointment, you know, that yeah. this, you know, ab- about all of that. And just that the whole thing, even at 14, never made sense, mm-hmm. never, ever made mm-hmm. sense about really what had happened. And uh, so I think that's why I was interested in seeing it because of that weekend and what it had, you know, um, but I'm, I can't, I can't, uh, this I can't, is not a you know, recommendation. It's not a recommendation. It's a very serious, sad movie. It has, you know, it's, it's well acted. Uh, it's well directed and all of that. But it, you know, I, I, that's, that's all I can say. 
Okay. You know, I heard an interview with the filmmakers, Julie, and one of the reasons they they pursued this, they had never heard of Chappaquiddick. That's how young they are. Oh, so, okay. so they were like, yeah. they sort of stumbled across the story and they're like, wait, what? They So they, they approached it from like literally had never heard of it before uh-huh. they started. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So they had no preconceived notions because they didn't even know it had happened. So, right. you know, I love the actor, Jason Clark. He's just yes, someone he's that wa- is great in everything. And he stars as Ted Kennedy in this. But he was great. Like he was the CIA interrogator in Zero Dark Thirty. And oh, yeah. He's yeah. just always great in everything he's in. So I was yeah. kind of tempted because it stars him, but not, I don't know, the story just. Does it not, is a it is a yeah. terrible sad story. It's you know the uh, the the circumstance after it. You know the whole cover up, all of that. You know is not going to make you feel good. You know, but it was. I don't. It's just a piece of history that was. It was my that was the curiosity for me to go. Uh, yeah. So yeah. and then it did. I, I had quite a, a bit of flashbacks about. <laughs> That weekend. That's the movie I want to see. Connecticut. Yikes. Home Alone. You just should thank me, sisters. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, I protected you there. Yeah. Yeah, just I was four. If you were 14, I was four. So thank you, Julie. Thank okay. you. I appreciate it. I appreciate All right. It. I think we got to wrap it up now. Yeah. The, um, oh, hey, one thing I did want to mention. We... Uh, we would love for, we are very grateful for everyone who shares the sisters and we just want to encourage you if you listen to our show tell your friends you know just next time you're having a cup of coffee you know we always say tackling the world one cup of coffee at a time you're having a cup of coffee with your friends tell them about satellite sisters and why you listen or forward a link to our audio we would love to be able to grow our audience and we figure those of you who are listening right now are the best people to help us do that so thanks for all of your help when you share the sisters all right, everybody, uh, have a good week. You have any big you plans? Too. Anything happening? Yeah. Mm, no. Well, well, we're on baby watch here. I'm waiting. Oh, for right. Uh, yes. Okay. So I hope to have, we hope to have some very exciting news, uh, a new satellite sister uh, coming soon. It's your, your grandchild, not Queen My Elizabeth's grandchild. grandchild. Yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks, Lynn. Yeah, I'm glad we, we just, just pointed that out. Yeah. 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 Well, we were on two baby watches now, Kate's <laughs> and Lauren's baby. That's legit. That's legit. All right. We want to thank Sergio Enriquez, our engineer here at the Wondry Studios in Los Angeles. And don't forget, call your satellite sisters. 